0: I will always love you for what it's worth and We'll never fade like graffiti on the overpass That no time may change the way Catholic Youth Conference in Indianapolis, Indiana, talking about the new Ed Sharon album and Red, Taylor's version. Let's go. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. What do you do when you have a bad habit? that you just can't break. When it seems like the things that you want and the things you keep going after are things that you know are not good. But for some reason, you keep going after them. You keep going back to the same things. This is a major theme we find both in Taylor Swift's Red and in Ed Sheeran's new album, Equals is that what we're calling it? Equals. I think it's equals. Okay. <laughs> He's got the whole maths thing going on. <laughs> I am very happy today to be joined by some old friends and some new friends. You'll recognize Brian Roode, who was with us on the first Ed Sheeran episode that we did about this time last year, and also I have Molly and Liv with us, who are current students at the Catholic University of America. Say hi, guys. Hey. Hi. So you might notice the studio is a little different. We're not at Awakening Catholic Studios. Uh, we're doing this from the National Catholic. conference in Indianapolis in, like, the lobby of the Marriott, (laughs) so you might hear some people run by the audio quality, and the video quality probably won't be what you're used to, but we thought it would be fun to do an episode here, so that's what we're going to do. But before we get too much into the topic at hand, i got to tell you about Awaken Catholic, and i got to tell you about popculturecatechism.com. If you go right there right now, you can become a patron of our show. We have six giving levels where you can choose, you know, whatever according to your monthly budget or your monthly tithe, and that helps support this show and uh, keep the lights running and the cameras on even my dinky little camera and lights that I have right here and it supports my family supports all the good work happening at Awaken Catholic everything that we're doing and every patron gets access to tons of exclusive content every episode has exclusive content for example with this episode we're going to have Brian here who I didn't give a chance to sing on the first time he was on I'm going to give him a chance to sing he's got a great voice we're doing music here for one of the mega sessions four of the mega sessions actually (laughs) so you'll get a chance to hear Brian Sing some Ed Sheeran, and I'll I'll probably chime in on on something, too. So if you're a patron after this, you can go to the Awaken app and go to the Pop Culture Catechist community and uh, hear hear some music there. Um, Speaking of the Awaken app, it is a free app. Everyone can get it, not just for patrons. And it's got a Catholic music library, a Catholic prayer library. It's a great way to just connect with like-minded individuals and social media. And, when you know, it's like-minded individuals who have a lot in common with you. So it's it's great for Catholics and Christians who are looking for— a slightly less toxic version of social media. So download the Awaken app. And if you're not a patron yet, what are you waiting for? Go to popculturecatechism.com and uh, help us out, support our show. And of course, you can always like, subscribe, gently grace that like button on YouTube. And uh, you can uh, give us a rating on... All, all, all the things and all that stuff supports us. And if you know anybody that's a Taylor stan or an Ed stan, you can go ahead and share that. Uh, so we're going to dive into the episode. We're talking about Red, Taylor's version, which just came out and is currently breaking the internet. 30 songs long. This, song, this uh, album originally came out in like 2012, yeah. I think. And she's slowly re-recording a bunch of her early music so that she has all the rights to it. And then Ed Sheeran, her longtime collaborator, who has some songs with her on this album. Uh, Put out his new album, Equals Which Brian and I have been talking A lot about, so we thought this was a great Time, even though we've already done an episode On Ed Sheeran, we've already done two episodes On Folklore and Evermore, Taylor's last two albums We thought it'd be a good time To do another episode on them together And we're gonna call this one, wait for it Red Sheeran. So, wow. <laughs> yep, uh, I'll be here all week. I'll be here all week. So, uh, but I want to tell you who I am here with. We're here representing Catholic University of America. We're running one of the mega sessions talking about faith, science, and wonder. Dr. Brad's here, right? He's from the, from the university. Um, and you guys also uh, share some of your testimony about wonder and things in your life. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yes. So tell, tell us about who you are. Molly, who the heck are you? Sure. So
1: I'm Molly Mullen. I'm a sophomore politics major with a minor in media communication studies at Catholic University. Um also from Pennsylvania and had a lot of fun. Really glad to be here. So yeah. excited. Uh-huh. I am
2: Liv. I'm a senior theology major from New Orleans, Louisiana. I also go to Catholic University. And yeah, we're doing part of the keynote for our breakout session. So we're really happy to be here and to be on this podcast. Such a cool yeah. opportunity.
0: And this is not just like a little... There's like 2,000 people in each one of these. Yeah. And there's four of them. It's like, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. So, <laughs> Brian, who the heck are you? Tell the beautiful people.
3: I'm back again, but Mike, Mike <laughs> didn't give me a good intro last time. So uh, I work for the Catholic University of America. I work for the School of Theology and Religious Studies. I run our summer institute, like the world. I hired these two last summer. Yeah, you <laughs> And Mike and I have known each other for uh, over 10 years at this point. Uh, since you were a fetus. Since I was just a little high school fetus. Uh, and so I'm really happy to be uh, back with you with these two. Uh, talk about Ed Sheeran and uh, I guess Taylor Swift too. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk. Uh, so what I like to do is I like to talk about a little bit of the art first and then we'll get into some of the themes. So Brian, we've talked a little bit about the new Ed album. What do you like? What do you don't like? Where, where does it rank for you?
3: You know, I think, I think it, it's... It follows Ed's normal pattern that he tends to have with his albums. So he tends to have um, one or two kind of really classic uh, pop songs um, that that just kind of fit the year that he puts out the album. So like he had um, Shape of You on on his last album. Um, He's got Bad Habits on this one. Mm he he does a lot with death i think ed's a really deep guy we talked about that mm-hmm. last time um he had um supermarket flowers last time he has visiting hours this time they even rhyme um <laughs> so uh, in that like ed's being Classic Ed Sheeran. Um, one thing I love that's not necessarily on the album, but that you'll see, um, he's playing with a band now. Yeah. It's a really that. great band. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of like
0: jazz and soul notes to them. They're fantastic. The Tiny Desk concert is so fantastic. Good. Yeah. He's got Adam Blackstone, who's, who- if you're not a music nerd, pop music nerd like I am, you probably don't know who he is, but he did like he was like Maroon Five's music director, Justin Timberlake's music director, like Jay Z's music director. He's and the Tiny Desk concert, like Adam Blackstone runs the band and it is is this yeah, It's fantastic. <laughs> Give it a listen on, on YouTube. Um you know, I don't I
3: said this to you before, I don't love all of the slower songs on mm-hmm. the album. Yeah. Um you know, I think a lot of them come from different angles. You know, mm-hmm. he's not following like I feel like most, you know, Jason Raz, John Mayer, the album sounds like the album, but Ed's got stuff that could have easily come off of like four or five different albums on yeah. um, this, the way things sound. So it's pretty classic, Ed. Um, but he's he continues to broach some really serious topics that I think we'll talk about.
0: Yeah, I really like on this album some of the upbeat songs. Mm-hmm. Normally, like he's known for his ballads, his introspective, yeah. his lyric writing. But like "Overpass Graffiti," really good. I like "Be Right Now." Is a is a really I'd love to see that in in the stadium with the full band. I yeah. think it'd be a great song. Um, what's what's the other upbeat one? Um, Can't Stop the Rain, Mm -hmm. that song slaps. I like it so much. And it's got like deep themes, which we'll get into, but um, I really like Shiver. Yeah. Um, We were playing that before. It's like. I didn't like Bad Habits that much, but, uh, but, uh... It was just kind of like, you know, kind of just mass-produced pop song, you know? Ooh, I'm loving what you're doing like that I'm closer, give me a shiver Maybe you wanna dance to the sunlight hurts So when they say the party's over, then we'll bring her right back yeah, it's fun. I like that my my daughter actually really likes that. So, but we have a fight in the car. because She likes the acu- the non acoustic version, and I like the acoustic version. So she's like, "Not this version, Dad." Oh, yeah. oh, well, oh well. <laughs> so yeah, I really like it. Uh, the ballad, the slow songs actually really speak to me because mm. a lot of it's about being a dad. Sure. So some of those songs and like being married and like you know, life gets crazy and you're all doing these things, but you still got this romance that you're trying to nurture. So it just, it it speaks to my, to my, uh, my heart. (laughs) So I, I, I really like it. I don't think it's as good as multiply Mm -hmm. multiply for me is like his, it's his Joshua tree. It's his black album. Like it's, 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 it's his best album as far as I'm concerned, but I think it's on par with divide on, on par with uh, plus, I think so my personal opinion um and i like i like some of these songs on this uh, yeah. i really like it so yeah Obviously, have you guys listened to that Sharon album at all yet so. not
2: much all right well, I, I knew a lot of his old stuff and i saw him in concert and i think he's so much he's so talented live yeah. and just he was working all these sorts of machines and you could tell he was like experimenting on stage like he was mm-hmm. like oh, i'll try this and yeah. so i mean i really enjoyed his concert but i have not listened to
1: his like album straight through yeah, I'm yeah, um, the same vibe. I've definitely listened to the ones that he collabed mm-hmm. with on Taylor Swift on the new one. Oh, yeah. And that, which I know we'll talk about. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I haven't had the chance to, like, sit down and actually listen to the entire album. But I've heard it's pretty good. So I'm yeah, so, so
0: good. There's, there's two songs that he does on, on Red. Um, everything Has Changed, which yeah. was on the original Red. And there's a, a new, new song, a new old song. An old <laughs> song they wrote, but they've recorded it for the first time called Run, <laughs> which I think, I think they're both great songs. I think Everything Has Changed is, like... So good.
1: Yeah. And Run actually I heard was the first song that they wrote together, like before mm-hmm. the everything has changed. So that's pretty yeah. cool to like finally hear it. uh uh-huh. I just <laughs> wanna know you better know you better know you
0: better now. I just wanna know you better know you better know you better now. I just wanna know you better know you better know you better now. I just wanna know you better know you know you. Yeah, that's that's good. So I like that. Um, Yeah. So uh, have you guys gotten a chance to listen to the, The New Red? Yes. All right. So tell me artistically what you like, and then we'll dive into some themes.
1: Well I know for me So Red was my favorite Toast with album Like me of all time too. I remember listening to it In 2012 when it came out Like mm-hmm. sitting with the CD pamphlet Learning the lyrics in like with my CD player mm-hmm. So like it's been with me For forever Yeah um, I love the album I was super excited For the 10 minute All Too Well Which was like the big hype Around the uh-huh. album um, I think it definitely Lived up to potential It's fantastic I've probably listened to it Like 50 times by now mm-hmm. um, I really like I really like a couple Of the new ones I wasn't the biggest fan Of Message in a Bottle At first mm-hmm. I think because I listened To Nothing New With Phoebe Bridgers Which is fantastic Like right before and the message in a bottle is just a completely different yeah. vibe it's like a pop song and i was like this is not what i was expecting um but i think they all now after listening to it a couple times like fit into the theme of the album as a whole and i can see them coming out in 2012 and like really really getting along with the rest of the music so i, yeah. I think the whole thing kind of works together i definitely have more favorites and less some that i don't like but i also listen to everything she puts out so i can't really complain too much mm-hmm. cool. yeah i would say i'm not like a huge music person so i think
2: like the I'm more in, like, the lyrics and the themes, and mm-hmm. I think her specifically, like, I think you can think of her as a person that's been through all the breakups, has all the boy problems, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff, but she takes all of that and turns it into, like, something so beautiful and so good, whether it's, like, a catchy song that, like, instantly hits top charts, mm-hmm. or if it's more of, like, it's just really, like, taking apart something so hard and, like, that has, she had a lot of feelings, I imagine was, like, a lot of confusion, frustration, all this yes. stuff, and, like writing down her thoughts and her words and like it just sounds so beautiful and like makes all the sense i think it it just relates to a lot of people like she is a star no matter what like no one can deny even if you don't like her like like brian over here he can't (laughs) deny that she's a star you know so um i think her music is so so good and i think she's incredibly talented
0: yeah she's one of the one of the best songwriters i think and this this album there's so many. There's so many different styles yeah. on this. I think that's why it's one of my favorites. Is there's a lot of rock stuff. So like State of Grace, a lot of electric guitars. The song Red. Um, I-, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. It's got that funky little guitar riff right mm-hmm. when it comes in. There's a lot of rock inspired stuff that just I really really like. Um, and then I think you were talking about Message in a Bottle. Yeah. Also uh, Girl at Home. And these are all new ones. Uh, the other one is like First Night. Yes. First night. So those three, they're like these new pop songs. I think they're better than anything on 1989. 1989 is my least favorite Taylor album. So I know that's a controversial thing, but whatever. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I just think this album is so good. And what I love about her songwriting, and we've talked about this on the show before, is her specificity. And I think that's what sets her apart from, like, Katy Perry and all the other, like, pop divas of the 2010s is, you know, like, in All Too Well, she talks about we're dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light. Like, you immediately get this image of what that means. And now she puts out a video and it's like, I already knew what this looks like because the songwriting was so good 10 years ago. I already knew what the video, like when I saw it, I was like, that's exactly how I, yeah. I pictured it. The autumn leaves falling down. Like everything is so specific. The scarf and the drawer and just,
1: just, yeah. I like so but cool. how specific it is, but also like Liv was saying, it just applies to so many people mm-hmm. because she's like putting in those feelings of a heartbreak and like being a young teen going through something like that big, um, just putting that into words. And it's like really cool how it can relate to so many people. And yet she uses like the most specific kind of lyrics. Like, uh-huh. really, it's awesome.
0: Yes yes Um, you know something uh, you were singing Maroon 5 the other day Liv Mm -hmm. and um, I always in my mind this is my like own headcanon is Red the album is the female perspective on Maroon 5 songs about Jane (laughs) it's like (laughs) these two relationships that was like super passionate but they were like both a hot mess (laughs) and like reflecting back on it like yeah we really loved each other but we were really terrible for each other and I know they're you know, they have nothing to do with each other. They were written like 10 years apart. But that's in my <laughs> head. Like when I listen to them, I'm like these are two sides of the same relationship. So, um, and also on Red, maybe her best song ever, Begin Again, is just, uh, but on a Wednesday in a cafe. You know, how many different ways could she have said, you know, but I'm uh, turning over a new leaf for now things are starting, you know, uh, you know, love is bloomed again. But she used it on a Wednesday in a cafe, a specific time, a specific place. And it speaks so much louder than if she used some cliche. So, yeah. Tay, hey, you got good. lyrics girl. <laughs> Keep it up. So, all right. Let's get into the themes a little bit. And the one I mainly want to talk about is the one I mentioned at the beginning is... This one that we find on both albums, Ed talks about these bad habits, you know, I'm up late night talking to a stranger. I know what they need. Nothing good happens after two. It always leads back to the same thing. And then Taylor has this theme of, you know, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. You look like bad news and I got to have you. Like, what is it? Both of them have struggled with this thing where they see something bad. They know it's bad for them. But they keep doing it, and they can't seem to stop doing it. Um, so, like, let's, let's talk about that in the spiritual life, in the day-to-day life. You know, w- w- what do you see there?
2: I'll take it. Take um, it. <laughs> we were—I talked a lot about this in my moral theology class. This is helpful, but we were talking about virtues and bad habits.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and how virtues, how we form them is they're basically good habits. And so you do them and you do them again until it becomes some sort of natural law— like placed within you that like god puts on your heart but it's also something that you naturally do and you don't think about it as much Mm -hmm. and i think bad habits are the same thing but in in the opposite way of you know you see something you know it's bad for you but you're saying i'm just going to try it right it's not nearly as bad and then you do it and has this effect on you and it's it's basically just like letting the devil he's the devil literally realizes that like okay i can get you by this like note it take notes of that And he keeps putting it in your life, and I think that's exactly what it is. It is a habit, and it's something that the more and more and more you do it and the more you get desensitized to the effect that it can have on you, um, you just want to keep going at it. And I've watched countless friends know exactly what's wrong for them, exactly how toxic their relationships are, exactly, like how bad it is that they're spending time doing whatever and they keep going back to it. And I talk to them, like, I know, I know, but I can't stop. Um, And so I I think it comes down to, like, grace of, like, receiving the Lord's grace and, like, letting it all go. Um, And I think it also takes time to break up that habit. You have to form that habit. And so it's habits back and forth, but you got to have a habit to break a bad one. So.
0: And it's, yeah, so you need to form a good habit right. to replace the bad one. So right. it, yeah, I like how you're we saying it, it takes, like, work. It takes, like, our natural efforts, but it also takes grace, <laughs> right? We also need to rely on the Lord. It's not just, like, try harder, <laughs> you right. know? So, Brian, theologize this for us. Theology degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, on the one hand, right, we were
3: we were talking about this, earlier um, you know what do you do with a bad habit I was taught by your brother in high school and so I I am a fan of uh, Aristotelian ethics Mm -hmm. right so if you take the bent stick method Mm -hmm. you know when you when you do one thing the way to, to move out of that cycle is to do the opposite. Um, so I've always been a big a big fan of that.
0: You know, so, if a stick is bent one way, you kind of, you got to bend it past. Yeah, it, you know, but so you can't
3: bend it super fast because then you'll break it, right? right? It's Like, it's a process. It's a process of, of slowly, over time, gently, but still with intention, mm-hmm. moving things in the other way. So if you know, you know, this is what Jesus says, right? When when, when he says, um, you, you know, it, it's, it's better to enter heaven with without a left hand, if you know it causes you to sin, um, than than to be thrown into the fiery Gehenna, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you know we're always striving for that that which leads us closer to to Christ, and so it's this journey of taking what what we know is can be a trouble for us, which we know can be, you know, as in the moral tradition, right, a near occasion of sin. Um, And removing ourselves from those, which is easier said than done, Mm -hmm. um, but moving ourselves away from those so that we can not just be better people, right, but that we can be strengthened by grace, that we can be more open to receiving grace, and that we can become holier through the process. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was thinking of what Liv was just saying, and, you know, I think you were so right. But I also think the thing we have to remember when we're talking about these interpersonal dynamics, um, and, and this is this is the pastoral theology that I spent a lot of time studying and spent a lot of time with now. Right, um, a, a friend and mentor of mine, Father Frank Donio, would always say, um, "There's a why behind something, right?" So anyone's bad habit, especially when it's those things that we find to be most scandalous, um, most unlike what we perceive of someone, there's a why, right? So if someone, um, smokes a lot of marijuana, you know, okay, maybe they've gotten to a point where just for kidding. them, yeah, <laughs> you, know, you should have seen him. In I was raising <laughs> my okay, hand. You know, but what, like when you see someone and maybe they just really enjoy it to this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's been so long that they just like getting high. So why did they start? What mm-hmm. was that thing? Um, that started that bad habit. Mm-hmm. What's the why? And Kind of remembering that we have to be attentive, um, to individuals in the same way that that Jesus was to the sinners the tax collectors mm-hmm. um, and remembering that you know these bad habits are always something we should move ourselves away from if they lead us away from
0: Christ um, but then it's, a, it's it's a process yeah well and it's 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 going to be patient with ourselves too absolutely right and I know for me with with different things I've struggled through, uh, I love what you said about there, there's like a healing that needs to happen there, because a lot of times I think like, ah, I'm struggling with this, this sin or that sin. And I just can't seem to overcome it. Like, you know, and you, you can think like God asked the impossible, right, to, to think that I'll, I'll never be, you know, lose my, lose my patience or, or be, be lustful or be selfish. Like these, these things we habitually do. But when I dig into those things through prayer or maybe counseling or just just life experiences and I can find the wound then I realized like, this is why God focuses on these things because if we let him him heal them then we can step into something new. We're not shackled by these things. So it's like God's law is not, here's a naughty thing that really ticks me off and I'm going to send you to hell if you do it. It's God saying like, I see the wound in you and I know that that behavior is a coping mechanism. So the reason I have a rule against that coping mechanism is to point you to the deeper wound. Won't you let me in there and let me heal it? Won't you let me in? And so, um, yeah, so I I think uh, Taylor was right. To cut off, cut off Jake Gyllenhaal, you know.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: <laughs> and I, I think too,
3: I, you know, I was listening to another podcast I love, um, not to pitch, just because I was on it. But let me be frank with Bishop Frank Casciano, mm-hmm. and and in one of the most recent episodes, he was talking with Patrick Donovan, who runs the Leadership Institute, and Patrick brought up the difference between being loved and being lovable. Mm. And when you talk about the why. And I think we can all think of this in our lives, right? Like we, you hear from a very early age, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Your parents love you. Your grandparents love you. When you get to a point where you have actual real friendships, your friends love you. But, but then the question always remains with some, that's great, but am I lovable? Mm. Is what I've done, the sins that I've committed, the flaws that I
0: have, can I actually be loved? Like I know people say they love. I know I have to believe that Jesus loves me. But maybe they don't know the real me. Maybe they just know this and facade. And if they did. And if they really knew uh, the depths of these coping mechanisms and these sins and these bad habits, would they still love me? Not only would they still love me, but could they could still they love still me? Could they still love me? And it's just like, it, we don't have enough
3: time to talk about that. Mm-hmm. with everything else <laughs> we want to talk about? Can, can
0: I still love me? Can God <laughs> still
3: love me? Right? Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's like an onion. Spoiler, <laughs> it's got layers. God can. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we just came from adoration a little while ago and I was weeping like a child, like I sometimes do on the podcast. So um, it was good. Jesus showed up. It was wonderful. Yeah. As yeah. he does. As he does. <laughs> As he does. Um, it, so uh, I want to talk a bit about, uh, so we've talked about the bad habits, the bad relationships, the coping mechanisms. Another big theme is Redemption. Right, especially in everything has changed it's like we're starting this new relationship um, and the, again I said this was like her best, one of maybe her best song ever is begin again, it's just she is so broken uh, and what's the line um, I thought that all love did was um, like I've been thinking the last eight months all that love ever does is break and burn and end but on a Wednesday in a cafe so I saw begin again. Just that idea that God can take our like broken, mangled hearts <laughs> and just all of a sudden, oh, here's a way. Here's a way forward. Here's a way forward. So um, I don't know. Anybody got a story they wanna share? Well, actually,
1: I know you just mentioned your adoration. One thing yeah. that like stood out to me that they mentioned was, you know, every time you're either in the presence of the Eucharist or you receive it at Mass, like it's another chance. Like it's kinda like you're 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 getting that redemption. That kinda stood out to me because I never have I never had that view about in a mass, like, you know, you go to confession, you know, yeah. that's like a second chance. But even just like receiving the Eucharist or being with Jesus, it kind of gives you like that clean slate, like you're beginning again, mm-hmm. um, which I think is like it's a really cool part of our faith. Like you can never mess up so much that there's no chance of ever coming back. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a lot of hope because, you know, there's certain points in your life where you're like, I feel like I've definitely like hit an all time low. But no matter what you're doing, like there's always an opportunity to go back with the Lord, which I, it's just a, it's just a wonderful and it's a good feeling to have. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah i think another thing we we went to mass earlier today at ncyc and um the homilist who was i have no idea
3: father gentleman <laughs>
2: father, yeah, father that's what his name father gentleman um was talking about renewal and how every time we receive the eucharist every single time we're at mass whether it's daily mass or weekly mass like we come as a new person and we mm. are constantly renewed and like that's exactly the thing like the exact thing is we begin again every time we receive that eucharist and like i don't think we think about that because he was said every time you're a completely different person mm-hmm. um and so you begin again through like again mm-hmm. like the lord's grace and i think that's like really beautiful and i have a really close friend that i go to school with who um was super close with her faith and with the Lord and just fell away from it completely. And we were even having conversations and it it was to a point where, and we'd be open about it, but she was like, I don't even feel any need or desire to pray. Mm -hmm. And I don't even feel the desire to ask for the desire to pray. Like it was, she was so far away from everything and just this past few months um, or six ish months or something. I mean, she is back to where, not even back to where she was, but like, completely beginning again Amen. Um, and people are still kind of getting used to it like we're trying to like <laughs> re-meet this person because we're like we don't really know it's if it's authentic but mm-hmm. we then we meet her and her words are so good and she tells her story and it's just the most beautiful thing and so it was really cool because I feel like I've heard a lot of redemption stories but I've never seen it so up close yes. and with like such a close friend and I was like wow because I was literally talking with you last year like in your room and you said I don't even want to be close to God. I don't want to pray. I don't want to hear any of it. And now you're here and all over the Lord and wanting to share his joy in gospel, which was like, I will not turn my joy off for people. I will not be afraid to, to show what the Lord has done for me. And I just think it's the beautiful, That's the most beautiful thing.
0: Super beautiful. Mm-hmm. So listeners, if you're listening and you're in that dark place, you feel like your, your faith is kind of hit, hit a, hit a stop, a full stop, and you don't know where it's going. Just, you know know that god can pull you out even of that deep dark pit where your heart is mangled you know find some people find a good priest find find somebody that can that can walk with you through that because you can begin again but on a sunday with yahweh (laughs) i watched it (laughs) beginning good stuff You're going you're gonna to be my, my design. Brian's going to be my designated head shaker. <laughs> you don't. You just shake your head at me. You just there shake you go. Your head. He does. He does. <laughs> he does. He does. He to like his
1: shake his head at <laughs> me. Uh-huh.
0: Very good. Uh, <laughs> very cool. Uh, so, something that I wanted to talk about just briefly is uh, in 22, I love... I love 22 because just the way she talks about being 22 and having fun with her friends is it just it was like kind of my experience at catholic you i was talking to a friend the other day and he said you know when i was for a while my i had like my fun friends and i had my catholic friends and that venn diagram did not overlap and he's like i finally like met some some like good catholic christian friends that could like help me be my true self and show me that it was you know i could have fun and be an authentically like joyful person um and you know, this song came out about the same time as Miley Cyrus's. You know, we can't stop, we won't <laughs> stop, just like partying, twerking, drinking, doing doing Molly, and you know, all sorts of stuff. So, um, and I, I just think, you know, we're, we're, we're breakfast at midnight. Like that was the sort of fun like, I had in college. Not that, we, not that you know, I didn't drink, but we didn't. We weren't like getting pass out drunk, you know. And I, I think I've seen so many people that they don't know how to have fun without sinning <laughs> you know <laughs> like even i was i went to my to my high school reunion a few weeks ago and there's still some people there that drunk off, drunk out of their minds and i was like wow i'm so, like i felt bad and i've been like praying for them i'm like you still like you have to get drunk to have fun it's like so sad so i i love that taylor swift presents like You can, you can have just, you can just be zany, happy, free, confused and lonely at the same time and be going through life. So I don't know. Have you guys had experiences like that? I think it's, I think
3: part of it's the difference between, uh, searching for happiness and searching for joy. All right. Distinguish that for us. So happiness is a feeling. Mm -hmm. Happiness is something that's fleeting. Mm -hmm. Happiness is something that comes from getting to eat your favorite dessert. (laughs) <laughs> Listen to your favorite music, um, you know, kind of almost frivolous things. Mm-hmm. Joy is something Joy, joy is more than emotion. Uh-huh. Joy is a joy is a grace. Joy is a gift from the Lord. Joy is something that permeates a person's soul. Um, and, and you know honestly the, the thing that I think I worry about more than people who live a life that seek happiness, and are unable to, um, to pursue virtue, right? Not to sound like a, mm. a virtue signaler or whatever term you want to use. Um, my bigger fear is people who, who live a life that they say is devoted to God, but it's a life without joy. Mm. I think yeah. that's the bigger fear for me. You know, the, our faith is rooted deeply in joy yes and in hope and the moment we lose those things we lose the power of evangelization yeah the moment we hold a faith that is without joy
0: it means we're not open to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. well and what does Aristotle say is the root like is, what does virtue lead us to? Is the, the Greek term is like eudaimonia, but it means like happiness, thriving, joy. It gets translated a bunch of different ways, but it's not just like a passing happiness, like you talked about. It's a deep inner seated like like thriving. It's not just based on our passions. Um, and he says that comes through the virtuous life right? Um, Connecting that to Christianity, like where does Jesus break down the virtues he wants us to have? It's in the Beatitudes, right? This is where he says, this is the blessed life. This is the happy life. And it's not getting what you want. No, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor. Um, you know, it's not just having everything go well. No, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And it's not when when things are things are, are, are fine. No, blessed are those who have to hunger and thirst for righteousness when you're persecuted for doing the right thing. And when people can be joyful in those situations, when they can, you know, be be confident in, in God's love for them and their identity in Christ in those situations and be a peacemaker, be meek and humble of heart as Jesus is, like, that is where true joy is. And so, like, mm-hmm. and, and that's totally countercultural. Like, people say hashtag blessed when they get, like, a new car. It's like, well, Jesus' hashtag blessed is, like, persecution, you know?
2: <laughs> rejoice. The, the
0: apostles and the ex-apostles, they, like, rejoice when, because they were found worthy to suffer for the name of Christ, you know? And I mean, uh, in some yeah. senses,
3: right, like, the Beatitudes are your measure of, am I happy or am I joyful? Right, like in this moment, like, am I, am I happy because I just got tickets to go see the Colts? Yeah. But am I joyful? Well, if I remove the fact that I just got those tickets and I look and see the rest of my life and my friend who's suffering or me who's suffering, am I still joyful? Like, do I still have that? You know, mm-hmm. Pope Francis called the Beatitudes the identity card of the Christian. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the question. Do I carry that card and do I carry it joyfully uh, or do I fail to live the Beatitudes or do I fail to live joyfully? Because if one of those two things is missing, we're missing the point of the Christian life.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, final Final thoughts on?
2: I was just going to say, I think I watched, you were talking about fun and friends and mm-hmm. how they can't align. And I feel so strongly about this, and I I'm, I'm such a strong proponent of like find a good group of friends that yes. like you do not question your self worth around, like you do not care what you look like and where you're going and all these things, and like these friends will be with you like if you are yourself. And I literally watched it last year for I was a house minister at Catholic U, which means I was living in a community with eleven people, and we didn't know each other. Um, and because of COVID, we were in quarantine, and so we spent two weeks getting to know each other really straight straight in there I had to get to know everyone and we spent our free time playing games and we and all this stuff and it was so much fun and we literally just sat and talked to each other and learned about each other's lives and then when quarantine ended my friends invited me over and they were drinking and we played cards against humanity Mm -hmm. and I turned off and they, they saw me they were like what is going on and I was like I don't know. I've just been surrounded by 10 people that I didn't know. And I got to know their lives and I've been playing Wii and board games for two weeks Mm -hmm. and talking about such joyful and good things. And after I came here and like was reading the cards that are, that are on cards against humanity. I don't know Mm -hmm. if y'all played that game, but very vulgar things and like drinking, like something about it just like Mm -hmm. literally took the joy away from me. Like I was just, this is so not good. It's so not pure. And it is not like, it is not what the Lord like created for us. And I was like, I just wish y'all could have that experience of, Mm -hmm of being your genuine self and getting to know people and having like the most wholesome fun because it mm-hmm. is out there and you can find it. And it is the best thing ever. And mm-hmm. it, it is just as fun as going out and partying and drinking or whatever that temporary joy is. And it just lasts so much longer and you remember it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and in, in even those things that, you know i wouldn't call like cards against humanity like sin- like intrinsically right. sinful no. or like drinking not. not intrinsically sinful but a lot of times it matters like who you're with mm-hmm. like my wife and i played cards against humanity and like Hilarious You know right. <laughs> right Like depending on Who you drink with Like for some people Drinking with them Like that's a near occasion Of sin That's something That's that's the Jake Hall You want to chop off <laughs> You know um, But with other people Like you could Like if with the house The pe- other people In your house Like if you played Cards Against Humanity With them right. And had a beer with them It probably would have been A little bit different You know So I think Surrounding yourself With those good friends like You can trust yourself A little bit more You can trust them A little bit more You don't have to be So on guard Um So, yeah.
1: Uh, of, I kind of attest to what Liv was saying one of my favorite nights this whole semester with my friends has been we went to homecoming that Camus missed you through mm-hmm. and then went to this place called crape Away in Ugh. BC that's just like a crepe place and then at mm-hmm. midnight they just blast music and breakfast you best at midnight, yes, midnight. exactly. No, yeah. midnight breakfast. so like you know like kind of like what Liv was saying like find those people in college you're going to bring out like those joyful moments where you can just have fun you don't have to include all those other things and then you're going to look back and they're going to be like the best memories of the semester and like they, are, they can happen in college like that isn't but you know drinking all that isn't the entire answer and it's like really mm-hmm. nice to meet people that you can be 100 percent around. You don't have to be drinking around in order to get along with. It's it's really good.
0: So this is this this is kind of a pet peeve of mine in youth ministry and young adult ministry is people kind of look down on the fun stuff. A lot of times it's like, oh, that's the fluff, you know, the pizza and the and the and the fun music mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But like there, is, a lot of people don't know how to have fun without sinning and like good, wholesome fun is like something that has to be taught and something we have to help our young people learn how to do. And I was I was hired to facilitate a retreat and like I was having them play some games and like the lady who hired me like called me aside and was like, I'd really like to get to like the more serious stuff. And I was like, this is the serious stuff. This is part of the serious stuff. Like, especially these kids I haven't talked to another kid face to face in two years. like." The fellowship, like that is, like, yes, we'll get to the serious stuff and I'll, I'll talk to them about confirmation and priest, prophet, king, and all the theological stuff. I got my degree from Catholic University. I can talk that <laughs> stuff as long as you want, okay? But, like, there is something valuable in the joy with other people in the church like that can't be replaced you know so yeah, i, I think sometimes people kind of look down on that it's like oh this is the fluffy stuff you know but i don't i think it's important i want to i want to
3: so. kind of be the outlier because yeah. i think i'm going to tend to be
0: well hurry up cuz we got to talk about death
3: so. <laughs> well you know i always love talking about death yeah, so um you know i think i think we need to be careful though to not be puritanical Right. Yeah. And and that we have to avoid all things that could be bad in some sense or the other. So like two weeks ago, I went to a Burt Kreischer comedy show with a friend. Burt Kreischer is at times like one of the most vulgar people. I find him hilarious. And that's just my kind of messed up sense of humor. And I get that.
2: But to
3: to engage in those times is also to be. And some people might not like this analogy. And I'm really sorry if you don't. But it might be like it might be Jesus who is with the lepers, mm. in the place that is the dirtiest, in the place that most of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes who themselves considered themselves to be so holy mm-hmm. and so pure and so clean would never step foot, but Jesus did to change lives. Yeah. And so, you know, to to go to a Burt Kreischer show or to to go to a bar and have a few drinks, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's terrible. And especially if you can find a way to use that as a moment of evangelization, yeah, as a moment with a friend or a group of friends to let them know that, that Jesus loves them. Or
0: even just a moment of accompaniment
3: where you're
0: forming that relationship. Exactly. You're forming that
3: relationship, which is a relationship that's always turned towards Christ, always turned towards heaven. Then there's a, there's a place for that. I mean, it's called being a missionary in the time and the place and in, in the the reality that you are.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think there are, depending on your situation, there might be a time where it's like, all right, those friends, I need to not hang out with them Absolutely. for a while. okay, Or, J- or forever. Or forever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there is another time where you, you can be with them, you know, and I, I think there's there's two ingredients that I've found is, one, you need to have, like, a solid group of friends that are going to help you be you and remind you of who you are. Um that's one. Then you can go and like, mm-hmm. hang out, hang out with those people. What's, what's your home base? Yeah. Right? What's your home yeah. base? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then two, just be really honest with mm-hmm. yourself is like, is hanging out with those people, am I raising them to my level or am I lowering to their level? And when you start to notice it affecting your own holiness and your own sanctity, that's when it's time to say, like, do a reevaluation say, well, maybe, maybe there are situations I can't hang out with them. So. Anyway. Yeah. And if you
2: don't, if you don't spend time with people, like you have to spend time too- time with people who are unlike you or no one's ever going to change ever. Mm -hmm. It's all about like being inspired by people. So if you stay away from all the people that, you know, like if all the ministers are hanging out all Mm -hmm. the time and all of them are doing the same things, we're not inspiring or going out to share the gospel to anyone. You know, we are, we already already know it. So it's, it's about going out. So I think that's really important too.
0: I like that too. Are we ready to talk about death?
2: I'm I'm (laughs) so excited. Tell us
0: about um, visiting hours this song on the new album, the new ad album.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, visiting hours, it's, it, it's almost like the, 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 um, the, the, the prelude to supermarket flowers, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's talking about this, like, I wish, I wish that heaven had visiting hours, the first line of the song and this desire to be able to, um, go and visit that person who you can't anymore and to get their advice to share with them what's going on in your life. And, you know, um, I think we, we talked about supermarket flowers um, on, the on, last on the last episode that I was on, and, you know, uh, visiting hours really hit me the first time I listened to it. I mean, I lost my dad two years ago and you know, how many times do I wish that I could just update them? You know in person on what's going on in my life and, and stuff like that and so it's um it's a heavy song but it's a really beautiful song mm-hmm. uh, and it's almost kind of like the step before supermarket flowers which yeah. for him is all the wrap-up of it. it it's the grief in the moment after loss i um, mean visiting hours is kind of the moment stepping right up to that door mm-hmm. of loss um but it's it's a really beautiful song um i mean just just the the there's that first line again right i wish that heaven had visiting hours mm-hmm. i mean who doesn't who yeah. hasn't lost someone in their life—a grandparent, mm-hmm. a friend, a, a parent—that you don't just wish that once a month you could just knock on the door and go talk mm-hmm. to them
0: for an hour? Yeah. You know, my my wife Maddie, you know, she she lost her mom earlier this year, and she called her mom every day. Yeah, you know, every day she called her mom. And- <laughs> You know now she doesn't yeah. um and she yeah she wishes she could she just says to me sometimes i just wish i could call her up i wish i could just call her up you know and i can pray and she calls her saint mama you know her she family talks sweet. about saint mama and uh and she was a super holy woman okay. and she like died on Divine mercy some sunday at three o'clock and she like just received like last rites and viaticum and all that stuff so like i'm pretty sure she's oh, in no. heaven <laughs> so we, no. we call her saint mama but um you know it's it's you still want that it's not it's not quite the same it's all you know um so anyway i don't know did you guys have, have thoughts i don't i don't know what your experiences are if you've lost someone close to you or not to me you, if you want to share you don't have to share
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i've been very lucky uh i haven't really lost anyone super close to me but i've had friends who have actually someone who i went to high school with um lost well, a parent in my senior year of high school so it's it's awful because you know when you when you see someone going through that you want to just be able to help them and like give them that that relief like it's like some sort of helping but um you know at that point like all you can do is pray and it's like I wish I could do more but I also know that this is going to do things like I yeah. promise praying mm-hmm. is going to be doing something and I'm, I know I'm helping but I wish it was a little bit more tangible so like that can be hard as well like seeing somebody you know going through something like that it's just it's just awful yeah, I think a lot of things I've talked to people about when they lose someone and I've lost
2: grandparents but um, it's just like, and you were saying, like she wish you could just call. It's like hearing their voice, and like it's something so beautiful about, and I, about hearing someone's voice. And I think it's the same for God. Like we're always looking to hear His voice. Like He reveals Himself all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And like we can see that in. We were talking about in our sense of wonder and creation and people and all these things, but it's it's His voice that we want to really hear. Like we're talking to you right now. Um, and I think it's the same for when people pass away, you like, just want to hear their voice. And I don't yeah. know what that is about, but we were like, before I would see them, cause they, people have pictures, you know? And so what you really miss is like their voice and what they bring to the world and like mm-hmm. what they used to tell you. Um, and so I think that a lot, like you can, you can say, um, you know, you can pray and you know, they're there and you can update them and, and believe that they're hearing you, but something about their real voice that is like make manifest like in your heart on this earth which is kind of wild
0: and I I think sometimes because we're Christians and we're Catholic Ah. and we're supposed to we're supposed to have hope that You know, they are there. Like, sometimes we almost feel guilty for, like, missing them. Mm -hmm. Almost we feel guilty for, like, we're not faithful enough if we miss them. And I I think, no, Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn. Like, we're supposed to feel pain. We're supposed to feel that, you know, we we feel that separation. And um, it's okay to mourn and and bring that pain to God because he's he's been through it too, you know. Um, Ronin, this song on, this is another song from The Vault. It wasn't on the original Red, but now it's been re-released on Red. Taylor's version and this song I was like not prepared I was listening to <laughs> the album and I was just like bawling by the end um it's about this little boy named Ronan four years old um those were my you were my best four years about this little boy that dies so I don't know I don't know the story behind this or anything but just I don't know knowing some friends who have lost children and uh oh my gosh this song this song wrecks me so you guys are, you probably don't have many friends at this point that are, that are, uh, having kids yet, but, um, yeah, well, oh, you I do, do. <laughs> yeah, I'm the old man, you're the middle-aged man.
1: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I know, like, I, I know a bit about the original. Mm-hmm. I know Taylor Swift saw it online, like, the story going around. Contacted mm-hmm. the mom, obviously made sure it was okay, and then and then wrote the song originally. Mm-hmm. And then I think it ended up getting leaked, so people had heard it before. Um, but I didn't. So listening through, and I saw, I think the mom made a tweet or something about the song and about how it kind of brought her, like, helped her get a little bit more closure on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cool, again, like, how, how music and doing that kind of stuff can, like, can, you know close those wounds and like help you heal with that kind of thing mm-hmm. and about that, so I was able to turn this, this story about like a family that so many other people have probably experienced like losing a child yeah. and kind of putting that in words and giving people a song that they're able to you know to, to mourn with and to listen to and, and to feel the same way because that's a, that's a really unique and, and awful experience to go through so to have like that kind of music to go and connect with I'm sure is, is so nice for parents
0: and Molly read my mind here what song off of Lover does this remind you of it's with the Dixie Chicks I don't know. Oh, soon, <laughs> soon you'll get better? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. I can't
1: listen to that I song. I can't all listen to it either. It's so sad. I can't listen to it. Yeah, it's about yeah. your mom being sick, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Taylor's also, like, known for being very close with her mom, so yeah. it's like, and mm-hmm. I'm also close to my mom, so, like, that song, I can't. I yeah, can't even get I can, it. I can't, listen, I can't listen to this song. No. Like, I got, like,
0: two-thirds of the way through Ronin and I was like, nope, yeah. not happening. A very good song, but not one I will be listening to. Just, I can't handle wow. it, so... All right. So the last thing I want to talk about, last topic I want to talk about is even though there's like so much heartbreak on Red, and even a little bit in the Ed Sheeran album with Overpass Graffitians, where he's looking back on old relationships, um, definitely on on Ed's album on Equals, there's this this sacredness of love, this sacredness of family life, this sacredness of sex, all this romance uh, with, with his wife, and um, want to spend time with her and take her, take her on trips, um, and then. But even in uh, on Taylor's album, even though there's like so many breakup songs, there's all this religious language of, uh, you know, sacred prayer. uh, We're standing on holy ground. Um, There's there's both of them. State of grace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was the other one I was thinking of. Thank you. Um, (laughs) There's there seems to be this recognition that there is something holy. There is something good. There is kind of this this glimpse of heaven we get. Um, in romance and in relationships. I don't know.
1: Well, I know when you just say state of grace, the first thing I thought of is like the line, this is a state of grace. This is a worthwhile fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of reminds me like I feel like a lot of people, especially college age or, you know, going through dating and it's like that time in your life where you know you're supposed to be looking for the person you're, you're going to marry mm-hmm. and it's going to be a lot, like very stressful. Am I going with the right person? Is this the right thing to do? And I feel like the people I've talked to who are in like a very solid relationship that they Mm -hmm. think they're going to get married or are on the way to doing it. Like say like, you know, when you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be worthwhile fight. Like, you know, it's going to be worth it. Even though they're obviously no perfect relationships, very ups and downs, like no matter you know who you're with, but you're going to know like deep down if it's the person God intended you to be with. And it's going to be a worthwhile fight, even if it's hard at times. So Mm -hmm. that's a, I I like that line a lot. That line. Yeah. It's really good. This
0: is the state of grace. This is a worthwhile fight. Love is a ruthless game unless you play okay. it good and right. Mm-hmm. And just like,
2: so good, yeah. yeah, when, when so life good. when life
0: is, or when love, when relationships are wrong, they're the worst, right? But when you find someone that is willing to do the worthwhile fight, Like that makes that's that's the state of grace, right? And it's it's a sacrament, right? Like she's using the state of grace, like kind of metaphorically, but like no, no, Tay, literally, (laughs) like it really is holy. It really is holy ground. It really is a sacred prayer. Like so, yeah, I I love that. That's that's one of my favorite Taylor songs. So, um, I mean, it's got electric guitar, so yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking like you said, holy ground, and I think people say all these things and don't really. Apply it. I'm like, if you would just apply your words (laughs) to what you're doing in life, um, you might mm-hmm. be a lot more successful, but I think that's the very thing is like the reason people get in toxic relationships mm-hmm. and get in all these things is because it's like, it's what this love and this sacred love is like what we were created for. Mm-hmm. Like whether that's your vocation is marriage or it's religious life or, you know, a consecrated virgin or single life or whatever yeah. it is, we're still made to find this Holy ground of people and to find this sacred space and this sacred love
0: to love and be and love, like, yeah.
2: that's yeah. That's why people like desire it so badly that they they go at it when they're not ready or that person's not ready or that person doesn't want what they want because everyone wants it so badly but mm-hmm. they miss the mark because they're not in this state of grace or they they haven't formed their virtues or they have bad habits like mm-hmm. all these things that come back together um i think is really really important to think about
0: um there's the uh what well, so two things one it makes me think of the, the song on the ad album collide which i think is is kind of a I don't know if it's upbeat or, but it's super sweet. And it says, when you and I collide, you bring me to life. You bring me to life. And, um, so in the catechism, I, I wrote a, an article one time on joy for Advent. And so I just went through the catechism and searched all the times it says joy. And Jeez. one of the times, it's like seven, <laughs> seven times in the catechism, it says joy. I, I did a control F. I didn't read the whole thing, but so, um, but one of, the pla- one of those seven places is when it's talking about marriage and sex. It says, like, sex within marriage is supposed to be, like, a source of joy for the couple. So, like, again, Ed is using it as a metaphor. When you and I collide, you bring me to life. But, like, in a holy marriage, like, literally when you collide, if you know what I mean, like, that's <laughs> supposed to give you life. Like, life, yes, it can be open to life and literally make a, a new you know, human, (laughs) a new life, but also to the life of the, of the marriage. Like it's supposed to bring you joy. It's, it's a sacrament, like sex and marriage is a sacrament and it's, yeah. So, um, and then, uh, going back to, but just that line, love is a ruthless game, it's a worthwhile, f- or love is a, a worth, it's a state of grace, it's a worthwhile fight, it's a ruthless game unless you play it real and right. When I was in marriage prep with my wife, uh, our, our priest who was uh, a Capuchin, uh, Father Bill Graham, he was saying that the difference between couples that like are happily married and stay together and couples that like fight all the time and are toxic and maybe get divorced, he says they actually don't fight different amounts. It's the way they fight. And is it a fight me versus you and who's right? Or is it a fight us versus the problem, right? Are we on the same team? And like, that's, that's something that, you know, I think is, is a good phrase just for all married couples to have, like when somebody's getting like all in their feelings about something, it's like, Hey, babe, we're on the same team. Like just that reminder, like I'm on your team. I'm on your team, um, and it, have you, did you guys watch the All Too Well video?
1: Yes. Okay, that scene yeah. where they're
0: fighting in the kitchen. Oh, my gosh. Right? That made me think of this, like, they're not fighting on the same team. No. They're fighting against each other. And, like, you know, maybe she was being a little needy, okay? But rather than being like, tell me about your feelings. Tell me what, how, what made you feel this way. He's like, what? You know, he turns against her, right? Because of some insecurity in him, okay? And then it turns into this fight, you know? And both people are a little bit imperfect, you know? And so so it turns into this big fight. But really, they could have just listened to each other and talked through it and be like, oh, now I understand where you're coming from. Now I understand where you're coming from. And they come out the other side stronger from that fight. So anyway...
1: Yeah. It's just crazy with that with that video because like that fight, I feel like I've seen some or heard about people who've been through a situation like that. Like when it comes to like the fighting mm-hmm. and like just turning on each other, and also like I, I mean I sense a bit of gaslighting there. Like they were, he was kind of like like oh I you know you ruined my night like that kind of yes. stuff. And exactly. it's just so sad because I know so many people who have been or even are currently in like a relationship where that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so because I'm like that's not making you a better person. Like it's taking so much out of you mm-hmm. to have to put up with that. Yes. and also to, to like give that out. Like it's just it's awful. And like people, I think like. Like Liv was saying one wanna be so are so ready and excited for a relationship that they're willing to put up and, and convince themselves that, that the things that are going on are, are supposed to happen when in actuality they're just taking you further and further away from God. Yeah. So it's just sad because like they're supposed to be lifting each other up but they're kinda tearing each other down. And exactly. it's just it's it can be sad because in our age I feel like that's a lot of people are just putting up with that to get a relationship. Well, and I, I was talking to my friends about really, really recently and
2: I was saying, I know it seems like this is your whole world right now, but you are just putting off your forever. And I know that's what you want. And so you have to let go of this and fix yourself so that you can get your forever sooner. Because I know that's the reason you're in this is to mm-hmm. find that. And this is not it. Like, this is not what this you
0: were doing. This is your Jake Gyllenhaal, not your exactly. Joe Alwyn, right? Exactly. Exactly. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, Joe Alwyn is who Taylor is currently dating, has been dating for a long time, and seems pretty happy with. So, anyway, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see Prayers. what happens. Prayers. Prayers yeah. Taylor.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 All right, so I think I think we're going to we're going to wrap things up. Then uh, there, uh, give me your favorite songs off the new album. I think I'll go first. I'll give you guys a chance to, to, to think off of off of Red. We'll do we'll do Red first. So um, I, I like I like the, the pop songs from the Vault what we talked about before. Uh, Girl at Home, Message in a Bottle, and First Night. Those I just I think those are great. And then some of some of the other songs that should would written for other people, Babe and Better Man. Better Man is such a good song. It was released as a uh, little big Town song. Song, yeah. But I love Taylor's version. It's, so, it's such a good song.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've always liked State of Grace, so, like, hearing yeah. that again was was really, really cool. Um, but out of the new songs, I really like Nothing New. I think her mm-hmm. and Phoebe Bridger's voices just sound so perfect together. Like, they mix so well. And also, like, the message of it, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I also really, like I said before, the 10-minute all-too-well was just, it was so cool, cool to finally get that, like, because mm-hmm. fans have been wanting it forever. But also, like, it kind of stretched out the storyline mm-hmm. and kind of made it just seem so much more interesting. And, again, the lyrics in it are just, like, they transport you to, like, the scene. It's yeah. really, really cool and also like the song doesn't feel 10 minutes like mm. when I listen to like Bohemian Rhapsody I'm like okay this is a long song but like this one feels like three songs should, that just happen to play back to back and I'm like okay I I, I, don't, I mean I am also biased so I don't know if that's part of it um, but yeah those are two, my two favorite I would say
2: from okay well all the classics like 22 I Knew you Trouble they're just bops they're, <laughs> they're just so good back. you know they're so good yeah. but I love to Begin Again I really love Message in a Bottle I just thought that had a good vibe to it yeah. so that was a really
0: good song even people that hate Taylor Swift like I Knew You Were Trouble yeah. most of the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good song. I couldn't care less. <laughs> so. Yeah. So and all you? right, we'll talk about the ad album. What do you, what do you like off the ad album?
3: Uh, I'm visiting hours and uh, and shivers are probably my two mm-hmm.
0: two favorite. I mean, they're just yeah quick easy ones to pick. I like shivers. Uh, Collide is really good. I um, overpass graffiti is yeah, really good. Great. And on the tiny Desk concert, it's 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 really good. Um, and I uh, can't stop the rain. Which we could do a, a whole episode on that song. It's just about like. Suffering's going to come. Bad stuff's going to come. Can't stop the rain. And it's, yeah, it's also a bump. So, all right. So sometimes at the end of my shows, I ask one of my guests to kind of close us out in a prayer reflecting on some of these themes. Do one of you feel like you could freestyle a prayer for us at the end?
2: I can. You can? I knew
0: you could. Hold on a second. Uh, So (laughs) listeners, wherever you are, unless you're driving, close your eyes. Let's take a moment. Let's really pray. Um, Go ahead.
2: In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, Lord, first, we want to just thank you for this day. Um, Thank you for allowing us to be here at NCYC to be filming this podcast, to hopefully share what we've learned here and just the joy of the gospel um, for our viewers. Um, Lord, we just thank you for being able to take the world that we're in and the pop culture that we're in, um, Lord, even though it can be so messed up and so far from the truth, um, to find these themes, um, Lord, where we can just bring people back to you through the things that they are putting, they are receiving um, from the world, from the secular world. Um, Lord, we pray for all of those people that um, are in bad habits, um, that are in toxic relationships, Lord. Um, We ask that you give them the grace um, to step out of it Um, and that they receive the grace and the strength to um, turn their life around. Um, And that goes over through all of us as well. And Lord, we thank you for just the mercy that you give us um, all the time. We pray that we can renew our souls to do that. Um, And Lord, we also pray um, that all of us can know of your love for us um, and know that we are always on holy ground with each other um, and with you and that you're always there. Uh, We pray for all the departed souls, Lord, Um, and just, we ask that you be with us for the rest of the conference. We pray over all of these youth that are here, um, Lord, just impact them, have them open their hearts, um, and their eyes to see you and to hear you and to feel you. Um, Lord, we just thank you so much for everything that you've done in our life. We pray that we can trust, um, that you will be with us further in your name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen
0: the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. A special shout-out to Maddie, who's helping us behind. Yeah, Maddie! Yeah,
1: Maddie. Um,
0: I also want to give a special shout-out to our patrons, all the patrons who support support this show, but especially Carl and Melissa Gore, Lisa and Bob Tenney, Steve and Maggie Hubbard, Rob Smith, and Tom and Emily Kimberiotti. And if you want to support this show, you can go to popculturecatechism.com and become part of our patron community and you get access to all the exclusive content, including a bunch of talks that I've given and also, Brian's going to do some music for us yeah. after this show in just A second. So uh, head to popculturecatechism.com and uh, join our community, help us out. And of course, like, share, subscribe, all those things help us out.
1: God bless you. We love you. God loves you more.
2: Thanks guys.